Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. God lives in the dark. In the dark, my true colour shines. My true colour is that I have no true colour, is that I have no true colour. Under the right conditions I would burn magenta, but the truth is that I have no colour, and my true state is the darkness. Peace be with you in the darkness. Look at the fire. Look at the fire, and if you burn me in the dark, then I will glow magenta. I will rage magenta. If insane is unclean, your inane and obscene detention and criminal prevention of a wandering misfit squandering to charity means your clarity of protection and intervention is by extension your conception of godliness to you. But you are wrong this time, taken land, a broken stand, the oppressive manhandling of a drunken band of transatlantic emperors. Rovel one in a million! Rovel one in a million bucks of fifty stallions in a petri dish, howling for a memory, howling for an innocent wanderer meandering in the dust, howling for a memory. You think you can fix this? You think you can fix it with stick stones, fractured bones, and electroconvulsive misery charted cargo shipped adrift? The nerve of that cranium. What is a fix? A horse to run its course with no remorse code or electrodes on the frontal lobe with a photo-finished product and a Colgate smile on the winner's podium? Inject your tranquil lies. I've seen your little spies with their name tags and their biscuits. You reckon you can fix this mess you try to push? You reckon the thicket a bush to see a lush tree flushed with a forest rain on a burrowed plain? My mind is tropical cancer in your loggerheads. You lost yourself in Cancun in your quest to dominate the moon. You want me broken, bespoken like a folk singer choking on his own vomit. Taken land, a broken stand, the oppressive manhandling of a drunken band of transatlantic emperors. My secluded sentence punctuated by your apostrophe. Divisive, exclusive, and now I've been contracted. To you I am endangered faeces, and your first instinct is to extinguish my flame, my sulfurous conception. I am endangered faeces, and I am no longer useful to you. Extinguish me. Extinguish me. Peace be with you in the darkness. Peace be with you in the darkness. You're on Community Radio 3CR. This is the Spoken Word Program, and I am Santo Katsati. And we just heard there the pleading voice of my guest on the program today, Mark Testart, who is a past Australian National Poetry Slam winner. Welcome to Studio 2 here at 3CR, Mark. Thanks, Santo. It's an honour and a pleasure to be with you, and uh, I'm a big fan of yours. Well, I'm a big fan of yours too, and... It's all those things, honour and pleasure and everything, that I actually managed to, to um, pin you down to come in to, to do a program for us. I'll never forget when I first saw you, Mark. Um, regular listeners to this program know how often I mention the long-running poetry gig, Passionate Tongues, which happens fortnightly out there at uh, Brunswick. 
a few years ago when I first summoned up the courage to put myself on the open mic there, immediately before me on the list was Mark, who was also on the open mic at that venue for the first time. Um, and it was getting late into the night, uh, as it does at Passionate Tongues, and the features had been on, a lot of people had left. And I remember Mark came on and did a couple of poems in that really distinctive and uh, unusual style of his, a bit theatrical, very declamatory, uh, phrased in a slightly epic manner, but uh, for me, really quite modernist. Uh, anyhow, when Mark finished, the MC, Michael Reynolds, bless his heart, he said, What a strange man, with that quizzical expression of his... Um, and then I came on and I did my Dr. Seuss parody, complete with the crazy asymmetrical phrases and the rhythmical repetitions in imitation of uh, the music software sampler that a DJ might use in a club, uh, and weird animal noises for punctuation. So I did all that stuff, and this time dear Michael said, uh, I thought Mark Testart was the strangest man I ever heard until I heard Santo Cazzati, who is much stranger. Uh, well, I don't know about you, Mark, but I was nearly in tears, uh, and I thought I would never come back to poetry gigs again. So, uh, do you remember that occasion? I remember it very well, Santo. And uh, how did you feel? It, well, in fact, it encouraged me to come back to poetry gigs. To um, you know, I, I feel uh, poetry in Melbourne is an amazing thing. We're so lucky here. I've had the fortune to do some travelling around the world and to perform and listen to performances in, um, you know, in America and. Um, and overseas, and um, we have something very special here. It's uh, it's like a kinship. So, um, well, there you go. All right. Anyway, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about uh, other stuff. Like uh, I used the word modernist in my little introduction there. Yeah. Um, d- uh, can you tell us about your original interest in in modernist literature? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm very much inspired by the modernists, um, Joyce. Um, Particularly T.S. Eliot and Pound, um, and, and and even some of the postmodernists that, that were inspired by them, you know, the, the Becketts and the the the, the Pinters. Um, funnily enough, are also pre-modernist stuff like Russian literature, the, the, especially the works of Dostoevsky, um, a bit of Tolstoy, and I feel influenced by by those works, and I, I really feel I um, they've shaped a lot of my work. Um. What exactly attracted you to the idea of modernism anyway? Yeah, that's another interesting question. Um, Look, I think for me the word polyphony comes to mind. I think as a musician you'd know the term very well, but, you know, many voices, multiple voices, and and communicating and cross-communicating and and talking at cross-purposes and having that borne out in art, I find, um, you know, just... Uh, amazing, um, and um, that's my natural style, I guess. Mm. Oh, mine too, I think. Uh, well, we're going to have some more of your poetry. Okay, this is Hanging in the Garden of Denmark. Green leaves sleeved a garden bare, I know you killed my father. A thorny, dank, disloyal stare, Twas you who killed my father. A worm's feast in the dust, To you, a hearty rust, punish me with loneliness. Wilted, stilted, traitors, stabbing in the marsh, stunted by weeds, pulled harsh against the sun, all tenderness undone, my life is cast in shadow. A rose in stance to build a stern, to make a boat of nothingness to England. Murder me, 
O murder me felonious, conspiracy erroneous, cruel, evil, regicide, fraudious, fraudious, a gnarly trunk is petrified, and she was going to be my bride. A cursed snake to turn and make a lying wake for funeral baking, burning soul a yearning now returning in the fiery morning prison cell. You never understood me, you never understood. Wench, down, foolish clown, hears the morbid sound of uncle's sister's son's heart blister. Thorns and thistles feed the kisses on the false king's dirty bristles. You are not my mother. I swear I saw him yesternight. I swear, I swear. Veiled in the barren, seedless soil, I do not care if they do not believe me. They'll find me hanging in the garden, soul bereft, heart cleft in twain, mad Dane coxswain in an underground boat bound for Hades over broken sticks, wench down, foul stench hounds, loyalty betrayed by false royalty with a desert air. Every son's a prince that hates the queen. Lies, lies, I never gave you aught, and now there's naught to garnish this life. Go to cavort with sluts and fiends. I'll not consort with frail queens. A knave will slay a rogue, and you will never be my wife. You will never be my wife. I hate you. I hate you. Mira. I'll blitz them. You never knew my father. Choking vines and a plague of ivy. They'll find me hanging in the garden of Denmark. I'll fight me until the death. May flights of angels carry me. May flights of angels carry me. You thrust and then you parry me. May flights of angels carry me. Away. Mark Testart, today's guest on 3CR Spoken Word. Well, Mark, um, I wanted to ask you, what uh, got you into writing poetry in the first place? Well, I have to admit, it was my father and his best friend and my little sister. I would have been five, six, seven, and they'd come round and we'd play rhyming games and we'd muck around with words. And uh, I wrote my, I had my first phone published in the uh, school journal at the age of seven. And um, look, I didn't do a lot of writing between the ages of seven and my teenage years, but I guess I've always sort of liked verse and uh, you know what you can do with it and how malleable it is and. I've I've loved it since I was a little kid. I'd like you to read um, your next poem, which is called uh, Homonymophobe. Now, I, I confess I did actually practice that. The other day I tripped and fell on a homonym. I thought it was something else entirely. It turned my whole world upside down. Traffic is a different preposition entirely. Motorists break, and yet nothing ends up broken, unless, of course, you're a cyclist. A bicycle spoke to me the other day. That was painful. You have to stay well sharpened, because just when you think something is stationary, bam, look just right and you'll be left for dead. Talk about a write-off. I was walking through the 1930s French countryside the other day and I complained about how angry I was with the Nazis. How... Angry I was with the Nazis. They gave me a three-course meal. Talk about there being a lot at 
stake. I'm just glad they didn't send for the gazpacho. Now there's some real strict cold soup. Gone are the days you can pat someone on the back and say, there, there. Talk about possessive. Pronoun. And here, here was something parliamentarians would use to say in enthusiastic support before they were teleported to a unified location. What will they wear? Where? Suits, no doubt. Threads of convenience, which suits, but threads of promises and broken syntax. So I've become homonymophobic. It's not that I, lo- I don't like gay people. It's just that I can never be sure what they're doing behind closed doors. And do we listen carefully enough? And do we listen carefully enough? My ex-girlfriend says no. She said I never listened. But like all mistakes, she takes me out of context. I was here all along, and so she speaks falsely, that girl. What was her name? And so she speaks falsely, that girl. What was her name? I can't remember for the life of me. Full of blood. She's so vain. I bet she thinks this poem is about her. This is the spoken word program presented to you today by Santo Cazzati, and here is one of my own. One of those unremarked alleyways. Descent just so indirect underground entrance examine application under consideration for one of our sorry made private function clipboards of deep, thick bullshit. You may 
Enter freshly sliced tree trunk doors, ushered through brown shag walls, hanging saddles, sit furry carb, holstery plus bamboo poles, not to mention overhead chook wire opening to the sky. What kind of place? Tropical garden ceiling, hanging 70s lamps, floor poking, separated by, of all things, peacocks. And everywhere, yea, everywhere, the unifier, the signifier, the light motif, whether periodically recurring emblem on carpet, whether shamelessly inviting tray for tips. All roads lead to the goanna, the ivories, the honky-tonks. Can you play the white grand piano DJ booth? Dunno, never tried, but here goes anyhow. Ah, what an honour to play the latest incarnation of cool for these cats, lounging strokers of chin, sit furry cow upholstery, reclining, inclining, tending dimly lit sunken booths on the margins of the central up themselves. What kind of place? Vinyls of kitsch, nostalgia, jingles, noise displace each other in succession of dismissals. Are these the breaks we get? The broken beats? Waiting for the breakdance to break the flow, to break the beat, to break the beat, to break the flow. Somehow shuffling into the picture, between the hemi-demi-semi-quavers, bug-eye goggles and feather-duster coiffure, Mr. Jeffrey, mega-hobo of boho alley-cat cool, riding the white grand goanna, to somewhat silly house, the magic flute set to house, soaring staccato divas in the house, mixed seamlessly via fortuitous metric modulation into a smoochy end-of-set erection section. Two gay ethno-freaks. Slow dance. Cheek to cheek. Erection to erection. Lost in cheek. Buried in... Break it up, guys! Bruce Taps on Shoulder, brought to you by registered crowd controller number 96, who needs to get home to complete his thesis. On hermeneutics, no less. Lost in cheek. Buried in... Break of the first tram. Cheek points northward. Erection points northward. But he chose the tram to the south side. You're on 3CR. This is the Spoken Word program. My guest today is Mark Testart. Please don't turn on the light. Please just let me slip out in the night. Thank you for having me round tonight, but I think I should go. It's dark. It's dark here in your room tonight and the moonlight shines on your hair. But it appears you're not quite here. There's blankness in your stare. You offer me water. You offer me a glass of water, but I think I ought to decline politely. I think it's the right thing to do. Because you're too polite tonight and my senses tell me it's time to fly so I think I'll say goodbye if that's alright with you. Please don't turn on the light. I don't want you to see my face. I think it's best if I leave without a fuss, without a trace tonight I'll just get my jeans and go. Don't look so wounded. You know this is what you wanted. You've been nothing but nice. Asking me if I was comfortable the whole time, offering me water and checking if I feel all right. But there's something wrong. There's something rotten. It's like you only kissed with one lip and flipped every time I tried to hold it. You touched my shoulder like it was mouldy and I knew you were holding back as you held my back like a boss about to give the sack to a worker with a mortgage. Like a jerky, clunky drawbridge shutting, stunning, roaring down on a thief as he is trawling in the moat. And you won't hold my hand in pump public. Now that's a stumbling block. 
and there's a difference between singing and a squeal. I didn't come to be an audience, a trained seal. I want to be a dolphin. I want to be a protagonist. I want you. And you want strong arms to touch you. You want my muscles to hold you, my hands to enfold you, and my breath to scold the coldness near your cheeks. You want me to touch your breasts for weeks and kiss your chest and lick your thighs and pierce your eyes but not your heart. And I could start to bury into the nape of your neck and swim into the small of your back, but I lack the tools to drill into your soul, to excavate your secrets and slip into your underworld, to tunnel into the mine shaft of your mind. And so I remain here in the dark blind, obscured, lured by a fluorescent cure for enduring black, promised a faulty beacon, a false deacon with a sermon turning sinners into devils. So I won't stay here in the dark but please don't turn on the light. Because there's nothing like a lover whose mind is with another within it when her body's there with you, her skin and hair staring but her eyes not quite there, a starfish pupil schooled in foolish deceptions and tacit rejection, a lethal injection without sting, inflection without singing, a marriage ceremony with a ring stolen from the best man as he's fucking his best mate's bride. So please, let's not pretend that this isn't the end. Please don't pretend any more as if I am a whore who doesn't know the score. So don't turn on the light if you won't look me in the eyes. Because you scream and wake the neighbours, but you won't look me in the eyes. You offered me a glass of water, a cup of cold hospitality with a smile like an air hostess when the most that you can offer me is pleasantries. And if I wanted to fuck an air hostess, I'd fly first class, save up and sit on my ass and be bought glasses of fancy wine in a reclining chair with a smile that wasn't quite there. And I'm happy to hitchhike or ride a motorbike, but I want first class love. I'd swim across torrents, but I want first-class love. And though I'm scared of heights, I'd climb with fright despite the danger of falling from above, because I want first-class love. And your economy is destroying me, your flippancy annoying me. You're measured and you're weighing, but I fear just delaying the inevitable. Why do you offer me water so politely? Why can't you care enough to spite me, to yell at me and fight me? Show me some passion. Show me your passion like I showed you mine. I want passion. And I would build a castle out of candlesticks, mould them with hot wax myself one by one, a song of burning lanterns and house you in the light. But still I remain here in the dark. And I knew you were holding back the way you held my back, your arms upon my shoulders. And I would carry boulders, sweat dripping, back breaking, muscles ripping, tendons aching up and down and up again and up. And I would toil for you, harder than an ox, more cunning than a fox, with more power than four thousand horses in the wilderness. I would work like a trooper and stoop to depths, but when I fight for you, I fight for honour. If I'm to be your warrior, then you're to be my queen. For I am not a mercenary facing one adversary for a purse full of silver and gold and told where to hunt. I am not a double agent, though I would wage trench warfare and endure sawfare searching deep in. But I will not be bought. I will not be bought. And though you may retort with your seductive thoughts like a siren escorting a sailor round the coast, you must know that I cannot be bought for just one glass of water. 
and I've been scorned an inordinate amount of times to be the subordinate officer again. I'd only take the general. And even then I don't want general. I want specific. But the major problem is that you want to be private. And I can't heave the universe. My strong arms can't hold up the sky. So please don't offer me water when I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry, like a lone wolf in the moonlight, packless, spastic with desire, hungry. And I would eat you in one sitting, savage your neck and savour your breath, hailing the death of your resistance, and as you wriggled I'd hold you gently, watching you pass from one state to the next, hungry. I would trek you into the desert and track you until exhausted, run until my spear was too heavy to carry, hunt you until the end, hungry. And I would kill you with love like a halal butcher. But this prey has tainted herself tonight and so I take flight. I'd rather go hungry than fight one who's pale and slight. Please don't turn on the light. Because your skin is tender but your eyes are pretending. Your frozen smile has come asunder and your womb is like a tundra. And I would run a hundred slippings just to touch you like one ton of thunder crunching from the sun's playground with honey dripping into the mounds of your fields. And if you would yield to the ecstasy of your honesty, then I would wield a tender club and batter you senseless with desire. Look into my eyes and see fire. But please don't turn on the light. And I can't be fifth on your list of priorities, a minority in your consciousness, an afterthought like something bought and then discarded. Sixth on a trip, because that's pejorative, like a belt, bought and then discarded. Your heart has hardened like a belting, and what I felt once I feel no longer. And part of me is jealous, but I feel. If I sat cross-legged on a mountain, I would feel. And if I were short of breath, and my heart were winding down, and I was marching close to death, then I would still feel, and what I feel is real because I'm a poet, and I don't know what you feel, or if you do feel, and it's not for, for me to say what you feel like, but I sure as no hell what you don't feel like. And if you've heard what I have spoken thus, then hear this. I have fallen from horses that have bolted and been broken. Love a colt running willy-nilly, and you are not my filly. Night takes queen, and you've seen too much of me in this night. So please don't turn on the night. Because I'm a night that's scared of heights and lights. So please don't turn on the light. I don't want you to see all of my face. I think I might start making tracks. I just don't feel so welcome in this place. You offer me a glass of water, but I think I ought to say no thanks and just go thanks. So please don't turn on the light. And guilty I will plea like a ninja fleeing injured in the night. Come on now. Come on. This isn't the apocalypse. This isn't the apocalypse, so please just let me slip into the night. The voice of Mark Testart. Well, we've just uh, come to the end of Spoken Word for today. A quick word about some live poetry gigs in Melbourne. The Dan O'Connell Hotel Carlton has poetry on every Saturday afternoon. 
and Passionate Tongues is at the Brunswick Hotel every second Monday night. Both have open mics if you'd like to try your hand at sharing your work with others or just go along to listen. On 3CR Spoken Word, my studio guest today has been Mark Testart, and thank you so much, Mark, for sharing your work with us. My pleasure, Santo. Thanks for having me. So 3CR Spoken Word is on every Thursday morning, 9 to 9.30, 8.55 on the AM dial, and web-streamed on www.3cr.org.au. Until next time, this is Santo Cazzati signing off and shutting down.